All righty. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage, Lord, to grab the harvest that's before us. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for giving me the courage to move forward today without uh, Michael being present. I ask you, Lord, right now to please move me, remove the fear, the anxiety, and... uh, the lack of confidence that I feel in moving forward. I thank you, Lord. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty, y'all. I'm going to start by um, mentioning to you, yesterday was one of those days that um, it seems like, I don't know if God orchestrates it this way or if it's just, a coincidence that um, trouble or anxiety or issues happened, and then I find out that I have to do this. Um, Yesterday, my father had to have surgery, and it wasn't anything major. It was hand surgery where they were dealing with his couple tunnel where his hand has been hurting so much, and he was scheduled for surgery yesterday. Now, you know, I'm not like Obama or anything like that, but I have an enormous amount of responsibility. And I get to work really early because I know he has surgery scheduled at 1.45, and they've asked us, they've asked me to get him there two hours before surgery, right? And they've also told me that they want me there during prep and surgery and not to leave and so on and so forth, right? So I'm trying to carve three, four hours out of my day to be with him. I get to work really, really early yesterday morning because I knew I had to carve these hours out. And first thing in the morning, I have two employees that call in sick. First thing in the morning, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a great day today. Then I get a third employee to also call in. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm supposed to pick up my father at, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to the Bible verse that 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 the Lord gave me this morning in just a minute. So just, just bear with me for one second here. So I'm supposed to pick up my father at 11:45, and at it's 11:30, and I'm still at the office. Now, keep in mind, my father's 85 years old, and if he has a flight that leaves at 1 in the afternoon, he's at the airport by 10.30 in the morning. That's just his M.O., right? Well, I finally leave the office at 11.40-ish or so, and I get to his place to pick him up, and it is, about five minutes to 12. Now, the place is maybe five minutes away, so I know we get him there by 12 o'clock, and I'm thinking, you know, hey, we're only 15 minutes late, no big deal. Well, when I pick him up, I can just see this expression on his face that he is just done with me. He is just, I mean, if I could just, if I could put a pin on him, he's just going to explain 
explode. So I act like nothing is wrong, and I'm like, hey, Dad, how you doing? You know, and I'm just trying to have some just plain conversation, and he looks at me, and when I tell you the man went off, I mean, he he went absolutely berserk on me. He called me everything under the sun. He said I am the worst daughter in the world. Now, keep in mind, I do everything for my father. I pay all his expenses. I, I mean, not to brag or anything, but I'm the youngest, and I take care of my father. I know that I do. I know that I do. But I was 15 minutes late, and or 10 minutes later, whatever it was, and this man went off. I mean, he went absolutely off. And he went off so badly, and he said some words that just were so piercing to me that I was really, really hurt. And I took him to the, to the surgery place. I checked him in. I did all those things. And, um, and I started asking God, I said, Lord, how can it be? How can it be, Lord, that you are doing everything for somebody? You are taking care of all of their needs. And you are really loving on this person, and you're doing all that you can and more. And as soon as the smallest thing you, that you can't take care of, how is it that they turn on you? They turn on you on a dime. I mean, mm, just like that. Well, he said to me, Ramona, go to Genesis. And that's where I'm going to take you all. And I don't know if this is going to help anybody, but I'm hoping it's going to help me. So maybe I'm just being selfish this morning. But I, he took me to Genesis 3, 1 through 13. Genesis 3, 1 through 13. And it reads... Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable, desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. 
Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, and this is where I really want to bring it home. The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. The serpent deceived me, and I ate. My father, before he got out of the car, he said to me, he said, I don't like, no, his words were, I hate depending on anyone. I hate having to depend on you. I like to do things when I want to do them, how I want to do them. And that thing really, really got me. And I started, I started thinking. I started really thinking about what was my father really feeling And I started thinking about what was I feeling. Why was it so hurtful what my father had just said and what just happened? Well, I realized that it's dangerous when you're not moving forward, when you are stuck, when you're stuck, when you're stuck like a piece of cheese in between two pieces of bread, it's stuck. You got one issue on the left of you and one issue on the right of you. I was stuck. I had four staff members that called in sick on the same day, at the same time, at the same time that I'm supposed to pick up my father at a particular time, I was stuck between dealing with my responsibility at work and my responsibility for my father. I was stuck. There's something about being stuck, and you can be stuck 
mentally. You can be stuck physically. You can be stuck financially. You can be stuck spiritually. And you can be stuck emotionally. Now, when we are stuck, what I have found, what I discovered is that blame or fault can really keep you stuck. When you try to figure out who's the blame, who is the blame, who is at fault, when you get, when you try to figure that one out, right, that's when you really get stuck. You get stuck trying to figure out who's at fault, who's the blame for my father being mad with me, who's the blame for whatever situation it is, who's the blame, whose fault it is. And as human beings, we like to pass the blame. You see, Eve said it's the serpent's fault. She passed the blame. The man, Adam, he not only passed the blame on Eve, but he had the audacity to blame God. He said, the woman you made, the woman you made, he threw shade at God. He said, you made her. You gave her to me, and she gave me the food. She gave me the fruit. See, we tend to pass the blame, but when we try to find blame, when we try to figure out who, when we pass the blame, that's when we get stuck, y'all. We get stuck. I got stuck yesterday emotionally. I got stuck in a feeling some kind of way. And, I, you know, out of all the being stuck, the mentally, the physically, the financially, the spiritually, I find that the emotionally stuck, when you're stuck emotionally, I find that to be one of the most dangerous places to be because you do some crazy stuff. You say some crazy stuff. I know because my father was stuck for a moment there. He was stuck. He said some stuff to me that now, now, now this morning I, I realized that he really didn't mean the stuff he said. He, he really didn't mean that. He doesn't understand that words are seeds. Words are seeds that, 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 that if you're not careful, they can grow inside of you. So I have to, I have to literally uh, 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 take the seeds that my father unintentionally dropped on me yesterday. I have to literally just, just, just tear them up. I got to tear them up with the word of God all day today to make sure that it doesn't grow inside of me because I know I'm a good daughter. I know I take care of him. I know that for sure. But in this 
and in this being stuck, right? In this being stuck, the way you 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 get past the way you get past being stuck, ladies and gentlemen, is you take responsibility. It's the hardest thing in the world. Yes, yes, I have a lot of people to blame why I was late. Yes, I do. I can justify why I was late. I can justify that I've been a great daughter. I can just, I mean, I have good reasons. However, the way I unstuck myself, if that is, I'm not sure if that's proper language, proper English, but the way I unstuck myself, the way I move forward is by taking responsibility. I have to take responsibility that at the end of the day, I was late to pick him up. That's the bottom line. I was late. I have to take responsibility. See, taking responsibility sets you free. Taking responsibility helps you to move forward. Moving forward. You've got to move forward, taking responsibility. This is why naming it and framing it is so crucial. Because you see, when you name it and then you frame it, you are taking responsibility for where you are right now and where you are going to move forward. Because we have to move forward. It is dangerous to get stuck mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and emotionally, trying to figure out why, why, who's the blame? My husband won't let me. My husband ain't doing what he's supposed to do. My husband ain't acting right. My wife ain't doing what she's supposed to do. My wife ain't cooking. My wife ain't doing what she's supposed to do. My kids acting up. My kids ain't doing what they're supposed to do. It's them. You see, let me give you this example, and it's kind of it's kind of raw, but I'm hoping and praying that you can that I can bring it home to you all. When a woman, when a female, when a, a young lady is out there and is and, 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 and it's being uh, free and it's, it's having premarital sex and she gets pregnant, well, she's the blame and she has to take responsibility. However, if a woman is raped, she's not the blame. No, she's not. However, although she's not the blame, she still has to take the same exact step that the person that is the blame has to take. She has to take in order for her to move forward. She has to take responsibility for that child. So stop trying to figure out who's the blame for where you are 
in life at this particular time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who is the blame. What matters is the decision that you make from this day forward that you believe in God, that you believe in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he had, there is a future for you. So what? Your daddy left you. So what? You were raised in an orphan. So what? Your mama didn't do what she's supposed to. So what? Oh, none of that matters. It doesn't matter who did it to you. It, matter of fact, it doesn't even matter if what Mr. Woods said on Tuesday, that you have been the thief. Here you are. You've been the thief. But what? I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter. Just take responsibility. The person that takes the responsibility is the one that grows. The one who takes responsibility is the one that frees himself. He is the one that becomes unstuck mentally, unstuck physically, unstuck financially, unstuck spiritually, unstuck emotionally. Set yourself free. Take responsibility. Throw your hands up in the air. Woo! I'm taking responsibility. Take responsibility. I take responsibility for everything that's going on in my life today. Yes, I do. Words are seeds. And you have to decide it. You have to decide today what's going to come forward in your life, what people say about you or what God says about you. The decision is yours because whatever you decide, whatever you believe, that shall come to pass. That shall come to pass. And that is the end for me today. I have no idea what time it is. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, and, Lord, the courage, the courage, Lord, to take the responsibility, the responsibility to grab the harvest, Lord, because the harvest is right here. It is here in front of each and every one of us. We're no longer passing the blame. We're going to take responsibility for that which you have put in our hands. We are going to be good stewards, Lord, from this day forward. I am no longer blaming anyone else. No, sir. My decision is to take responsibility, to take response, to be responsible for this harvest, for this harvest. It is my responsibility. Yes, it is, Lord. Yes, Lord. I am responsible. I am responsible. 
can do anything. Yes, Lord. Yes, I thank you, Lord, for this Paul faith that you're giving me. Yes, Lord, I can do all things through Christ. Yes, Lord, I forgive. I forgive everyone that has done wrong by me. I no longer blame them for anything that they have done to me or against me, so on and so forth. Yes, Lord, responsible. I am responsible. I am responsible, and I forgive on this very day. Yes, I do, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Amen and amen. 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 Amen.